folks, welcome to Pickaxe and Roll. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. Uh, I am the site manager over at Denver Stiffs, and oh boy, uh, had a good time tonight at the party at the Mile High Sports Denver Stiffs Stiffs Night Out that we did. Uh, that was great. Got to meet some fun people, got to have a nice meal, and watch what was uh, not the greatest basketball game to watch. Uh, this is sort of how game ones go for Denver, right? Like, this is probably the thing that Nuggets fans can take solace in, is that they are not good in game ones. They don't necessarily have a great answer for what the opposing team wants to do. They don't necessarily match up with the intensity that the opposing team seems to bring. You can go back to the Spurs, to the Blazers, to the Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers. Uh, Last year against the Blazers, Denver got game one, I'm pretty sure. Or no, they actually, actually, I can't even remember. Uh, But against the Suns too, like it was just a blitzkrieg. It was was not a great time for Denver in these past game ones. Tonight was no different. Tonight was uh, both teams kind of feeling each other out in the first quarter. Denver won the first quarter 27 to 26 against the Golden State Warriors, but Golden State ultimately prevailed. They won 123-107 in this game. In the second and third quarters, Golden State had 32 points in each of those. Denver had 20 in the second, 23 in the third, and that was basically it. Denver scored 37 points in the fourth quarter, and it still didn't make up for the fact that they let Golden State get 123 points. Uh, Golden State never had any issues on offense. There was never anything that they tried, never anything that they tried to run just at Jokic, at Murray, or not Murray, sorry, at Morris, at Barton, uh, even at Aaron Gordon, that they had any trouble with at all. And it's just kind of a disappointing performance, you know? You wanted to see if you could steal a game, given that Stephen Curry, on a minutes restriction, didn't play a whole bunch of time. He only played 22 minutes tonight, but he was a plus 17 in those 22 minutes, 16 points, uh, You could tell which team had been here before and which team was still trying to find their place. The Warriors are clearly the team that's just in a, at least at this point in this particular game, looked like they were in a different class of team than what the Nuggets are. And that's too bad. First segment, we're going to go through the starters. Second segment, we're going to go through the bench. Third segment, we'll talk about if if this is it, if this is just what this series is going to be. Uh, but for now, let's talk about the starters. This will be the the longest segment of the three. Got to start with Nikola Jokic. And he had himself a very tough game tonight. Uh, wasn't his best performance on either end of the floor. Uh, but we're going to start with the starters on offense. Let's focus on offense now real quick. Jokic had 25 points on 25 shots. 0 of 4 from 3. Got to the free throw line just two times and and split the three split the free throws, which was not great. Jokic was a minus 19 in his 35 minutes, and what the what the Warriors were running against him was working. Uh, the matchup data on NBA.com 
says that Draymond Green, in the possessions that Jokic was going up against him, Draymond Green held Jokic to 6 of 15 shooting. That wasn't just... uh, like it was, it's a lot of shots, and it was a lot of time. But there were threes that Jokic missed. He was zero of four. Uh, he missed some bunnies in the middle of the paint that are shots that he normally hits. And shooting twelve of twenty-five and only getting twenty-five points on that—it's just not good enough. Let's be honest. Like that's that's where you can start and say, okay, if something has to change for next game. Jokic has to be more efficient as a shooter. That's just like those are the breaks. That's that's just how it's got to be. He did have six assists, did have three turnovers, uh, four offensive rebounds, which was good. But he just wasn't at his peak form. He created some open shots for his teammates. Some of those shots were hit. Most of them were missed. Uh, not really a surprise, I would say, but. This wasn't peak Jokic. This clearly wasn't him at his best. He looked pretty gassed out there. And a lot of that has to do with the defensive conversation, but he looked pretty gassed. So, look, he's got to be better. That's that's just about it. Will Barton, 24 points, 10 of 18 from the field, five assists, three turnovers. I thought that Will was pretty good offensively. That's one thing that you can take solace in if you're if you're the Nuggets is that Look, Denver needed somebody to go with Nikola Jokic. And in 18 shots and just two free throws, Barton had 24. This was an efficient shooting performance from him, and he had five assists, only three turnovers. This could have been a lot worse from an offensive perspective. Barton stepped up. I I want that to be clear, that before we get into the defensive conversation, Barton did have a strong game offensively. He made some mistakes out there, here or there, but... Largely, he brought it, and he was good as a driver. That was the most important thing. Aaron Gordon did not bring it. Aaron Gordon was a mess on the offensive end. Eight points, three of ten from the field, two of three from the line. He just looked extremely uncomfortable, given what the Warriors were doing. They were packing the paint. They were going to let him shoot. It was very clear that that was part of the game plan. They were going to give him some semi-contested threes, and that if he fell for the bait, then the Warriors were going to live with the results. And 0 of 3, if he goes 2 of 3 on these wide-open threes, then maybe it's a different feel for the entire game, but it was just not good. And zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. We'll get to the defensive aspect of this, but he was kind of baited, Aaron Gordon was, into bad shots, and he missed most of them. The only three shots that he hit were all in the restricted area. So just simply, he needs to show up and be better next game. Monte Morris, I thought he set the table well for Jokic in this game, but didn't hit his jumpers. Uh, Was definitely part of the reason why Denver wasn't able to space the floor effectively with their starting unit. Uh, Six assists, one turnover for Monte. That is pretty standard for what you're looking for from him. He is going to be a good table setter in this series, and Jokic was the main guy to sort of deliver on those shots. So good on Jokic for for converting those, good on Monte for delivering that pass, but he's got to make the outside shots. That's where this series is going to be won or lost for Denver. They had 16 threes given up to Golden State, 
And on the same number of attempts, Denver made 11. So there's your margin right there. That's a 15-point margin in a game that the Nuggets lost by 16 points. So, got to figure it out on both ends of the floor, not just the offensive end, but the defensive end too. We'll talk about that here soon. And then Jeff Green. He hit the two threes that he attempted. Honestly, that's the only thing I remember from Jeff Green from an offensive standpoint. Uh, He is not going to be a massive usage guy in this series unless he gets left open for open threes, but he's got to make those shots. If the opposing team, if the Warriors leave him open for three, he's got to be willing and able to take those, to take those shots, make those shots. And he did tonight to his credit, like only attempted two, but he made both of them. And so maybe that's something that Denver can go to, whether it's with the starters or the bench. They're probably going to have to stagger a little bit. They're probably going to have to play some smaller lineups because of the defensive struggles. I wonder if he has some more moments with the bench and trying to do some of the same things. Now the starters on defense. Uh, I kind of went fast through the starters on offense because, look, uh, they scored 107. It was a pretty slow-paced game. Denver's offensive rating on this game was 111. That's not that bad. Could they have made more threes? Yes. But they only turned the ball over 10 times. They had some second chance points. Uh, They could get to the free throw line a little bit better, but largely this game wasn't lost on the offensive end. It was lost on the defensive end. Golden State scores 123. They have a 128 offensive rating. And a lot of these shots were... Relatively simple for Golden State. Beginning with the starters here. Jokic was attacked on every single possession. He was gasping for air by the end of this game and and for good reason because the Warriors knew exactly how to attack him. It wasn't just that they ran actions at him. It's just that they ran them over and over and over again and swung the ball around the perimeter made sure that Jokic was going to move across the the floor for most of this. And if he didn't step up to the level of the three, then the three was going to be open because Denver's guards, they got stuck on every screen. And so you have this really bad, uh, it's it's like it's, it's spiraling on top of itself where the defensive struggles, it starts at the point of attack But it's not helped by the fact that Jokic, largely tonight, didn't step up high enough on a lot of these defensive possessions. You can point out a lot of them where he didn't get up high enough on the three and instead sort of let Golden State get into the stuff that they're comfortable with. There's a shot notably by Klay Thompson where Monte Morris gets buried on a screen by Draymond Green and Jokic is just kind of sitting back at the free throw line just watching this, waiting for it to happen. When Clay is getting open, just a, a wide open three off of a screen from Draymond Green, where Draymond's not doing anything. He's not doing anything on the offensive end. Jokic has to step up and prevent some of those shots. He has to be willing and able to get up the floor. And he wasn't tonight. There were a lot of shots where he did get up and then good things happened for Denver. He generated some steals. 
He had a block on Jordan Poole. But largely, Golden State was just it was just a very simple thing to navigate around what Jokic was doing. And it's one of the reasons why you have a lot of people that are very critical of Jokic and Jokic's defense at this stage of the game. We've got a championship contender here in the Golden State Warriors that are going to really be going hard at him. And Jokic wasn't able to take anything away. Whether it was a three, whether it was at the rim, he tried to do both of those things. And because of that, he largely did neither. So I do think that he's got to, he's just got to get up the floor. He has to be on the three point line. He's got to move his feet. He's got to be willing to look like the fool at times where he's switched out onto Curry or Clay or Poole or somebody like that. And then Denver's rotations behind him have to be good. But he has to do his job. And that's all he can control, right? That's all he can do. So if other people, and there were a lot of awful defense defenders in that starting lineup that were not named Jokic, believe me. But if those guys are bad, and it's not because Jokic isn't busting his ass and doing a doing a job 100%, then sure, that's fine. But Jokic just has to take care of the defense, and the offense will, somebody will have to step up and help him offensively. That's just how this has got to go. But Jokic has to be 100% invested in the defense 100% of the time. And if that means taking some possessions off offensively and having other guys try to step up and do their thing, so be it. Other guys are going to have to step up and then they're going to be exposed. That's probably what's going to happen. But Jokic has to take care of himself and he's got to be better on the defensive end. And I think he will be better on the defensive end or else this is going to be a very, very short series. Other guys defensively, Will Barton, really, really bad. Just, just so bad in this game. As good as Barton was on the offensive end, and he was pretty good, like to be clear. He was spun in circles by Steph Curry at the end of the half, right before the halftime buzzer. He got lost on a possession where Clay Thompson cut through the lane and then cut out to the to the right corner. And by the time Barton realized what was going on, he was still basically in the restricted area while Clay was catching the open three and it was wide open and Clay hit it. He has to be more engaged and more consistent on staying with everybody on the defensive end. There are no breaks in this game, in this series. You have to be locked in 100%. Barton clearly was not. There is no way that that was his 100% effort. Because if it was, then look, I'm sorry. But you're going to either have to come out or you're getting moved in the offseason. Like that's clearly where we're at here. He has to be better. He has to be focused. And you have to know that that's Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Jordan Poole. And it's a trip. It's a trio now. Because Jordan Poole had 30 points on 13 shots, 5 of 7 from 3, and those threes were tough. And multiple of them were over Barton's outstretched arms because he wasn't close enough. 
So Barton's got to be better. As good as he was on offense, he was far worse on defense. And he's the mark. Like, he's the guy that, like, there, there's a lot of marks. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're involving Jokic and everything, but they're also involving Barton in all of these actions. Surprisingly awful, though, was Aaron Gordon. I was, so I didn't pick up everything. I, I was at the bar tonight. I was enjoying the Stiffs night out. And so when I was watching this game, I was just surprised how many possessions Aaron Gordon was behind Clay Thompson or losing track of Steph Curry or not necessarily rotating and tracking hard enough against Jordan Poole and guys like that. Like, Gordon couldn't do a damn thing. He was bad. He was really, really bad. And that's not something I would have expected in this series. Like, you're hoping that the big-time players step up and make big-time plays. Gordon was paid a a four-year, $92 million extension this offseason. And when you see Michael Porter Jr. go down, Jamal Murray never comes back, Gordon's got to be the guy who steps up, who makes sure that he's in good position to take on a firmer load. And part of that is a defensive thing. But he was far from it tonight. Like, I don't know who the best defender out there was, but it certainly wasn't Aaron Gordon. And that's a sad, sad thing for for what Denver needs because he wasn't giving anything offensively either. So the NBA data is not very good at tracking which shots he gave up, but he gave up shots to Stephen Clay Clay that I was just blown away that that he allowed. So... He wasn't the worst part of the defense, but I was just surprised that he wasn't more of an option in order to go out there and and try to hound these guys. Monte Morris, he found some steals tonight, uh, was simply too short on many contests of Clay Thompson on the perimeter, some of them in the mid-range too. And he's not really athletic enough to keep up with Jordan Poole. It's, It's too bad. Like Monte is one of those guys right now that, because he is the starter, like there is no real other option other than him. But if he were the sixth man, there's no way that he would be out here on some of these possessions because he is the mark too. Like he was struggling to get around screens. He was struggling to stay attached to some of these guys. And it's a tough place for him to be. It's a tough place for everybody to be because they're playing two steps above their station. And Austin Rivers is being asked to do a whole heck of, heck of a lot too. So I don't know. It, I don't want to blame him overly too much, but he was also not good. And that's just, it's going to be a problem. And finally, Jeff Green, I don't really remember his defense at all. It, it wasn't necessarily good or bad. More likely than not, he executed his part of the game plan reasonably well because he wasn't the guy that stood out in these possessions. Like, like, he just, he just wasn't out of position to the point where, oh yeah, Jeff is trying to chase down a certain rotation or Jeff is raising his hand at the end of a possession. Like that didn't happen tonight. So I'm really looking at the other four guys. Probably starts with Jokic because he's at the center of every action, but Barton when he's chasing around wings, Gordon and Monte, really bad defensive nights for all of them. They all get D grades or worse. Barton probably gets an F. And 
I don't know. Like, you hope that the guys can be better. You hope that they can be more locked in on the game plan. Because if they're not, this is going to be a short series, like I said. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the bench unit because there's there are some minor things to discuss there for sure. We'll be right back. We're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you can, it'd be awesome if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. That would be great. I know now's not the time. Now's not a great day for it. Uh, Just because, look, uh, people are probably going to listen to this one and they're probably going to be like, Ryan, what are the positive takeaways from this? I'm like, you're in the wrong place because I'm not a super positive guy on some of these things. I try to be real. I try to be uh, as as real and honest as possible on these things. I don't want to beat around the bush. Like my perspective is definitely biased in some cases, but let's be clear. Denver got their ass beat tonight. They were not good. They were beat as as Nikola Jokic said, they were beat in every aspect of the game. And that's a really tough place to be if you're trying to Say you can be competitive in a series. I was hoping for Denver to be more competitive. Minnesota won today. You had Toronto. They were they were at least competitive for a while, but actually they lost by 22. So I'm not necessarily like it's just tough. Like Denver should not be compared to the Toronto Raptors. And it's kind of the the toughest place for Denver to be in all of this, right? Like this is not what the plan was. And the plan was so much better brighter than this. So we'll just see. Let's let's talk about the bench here real quick. Let's talk about DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, 10 minutes for DeMarcus Cousins, seven points, two of five from the field, one of one from three, two of two from the line. So got some good extra points out of it in the box score from the three and from the free. But he gets ejected tonight. And man, it's just, and Scott Foster was the guy who ejected him. He wasn't the guy who initially teed him up, but Scott Foster was the one who ejected him. And some people are going to blame the refs and be like, oh, man, this is this is awful. The refs just can't ever give Denver a break. Denver was getting blitzed out of their minds. The momentum was clearly with the Warriors. They were the more aggressive team. They got to the free throw line because they were aggressive. And Denver didn't get to the free throw line in part because they were passive. But the refs didn't really manipulate DeMarcus Cousins into this one. He earned the tech, and then I think he earned the ejection just based off of what I saw, based off of the angles that I saw on Twitter. Like He's definitely just not keeping his cool in this. And the fact that he got ejected from game one, game one, uh, that's not a great sign. That is really, really not great because there is an opportunity for him that when when Looney is off the floor, when Draymond is off the floor, Bielitsa isn't this world beater. He, he's not somebody that Cousins can't take to the paint, that he can't dominate that matchup. He should be able to get Denver some points, but you can't do that from the locker room. You got to keep your head. And my guess is that we are not going to see the last DeMarcus Cousins tech or the last DeMarcus Cousins ejection. And... That's a, that's a tough place to be. 
Bones Highland. You know that Bones is getting the respect from the league because Gary Payton II was deployed specifically to guard Bones in this matchup. He was hounding Bones Highland. And Bones still was able to get off 10 shots. He was still able to get off seven threes. Four of 10 from the field, two of seven from three, 10 points, three assists, two rebounds, one turnover for Bones. So it wasn't like the the worst night for him. He was only a minus three tonight as well. So it's not like Bones can't continue to do a little bit more going forward. I think that he's somebody who his minutes are probably going to increase as the series goes along because they're going to need his shooting. They're going to need his floor spacing. And even if he gets caught up and mixed up on some of the three-point assignments and he misses Jordan Poole or Clay Thompson or Steph Curry or somebody like that, look, everybody else was messing up their assignments too. So it's not like it's not like Bones is like you can't give him the rookie treatment on this one because everybody else is screwing up too. So you might as well get the best and most dynamic three-point shooter out there. So we might see more Bones Highland going forward. I'm I'm going to do another podcast about specific adjustments that I think are going to have to take place. I'll post that tomorrow, but I do think that Bones is going to be one of those guys. Like he's got to be. That's really the only reason. That's the only way that they can do it. Austin Rivers, genuinely bad tonight. I was really surprised. Really, uh, I mean, not surprised because it's just relying on Austin Rivers so heavily is not fair to anybody. It's not fair to the Nuggets organization. It's not fair to Austin Rivers. It's not fair to the rest of the bench and to their starters that. Austin Rivers has to be the guy that you have to go to, but he was not good. Uh, Jordan Poole dusted him multiple times. Steph Curry got him on several occasions, and one of those was a three-shot foul. Rivers has to be better. He's just got to be a guy who is rock solid, who understands the game plan, contests without fouling, and he just was kind of mistake-prone tonight. Missed uh, Jordan Poole on a cut. Missed uh, Jordan Poole on an isolation. And then Rivers went 0 of 3 from 3 to 9. So it wasn't like he got it back on the offensive end. That's a uh, that's not a great spot for him. And I hope that he plays better. You've just got to be better than this. Denver needs him so, so badly. And if they're going to get into a clutch time offense, into a clutch time lineup, they're going to need for him to be 3 and D. He's got to hit his threes because they're going to leave him open, and he's got to play defense and contest as well as he possibly can because that's just where the Warriors are going to live. So Rivers has to live in that space too. If he can't, then Denver sunk. Jermichael Green, he hit a three tonight, and I was blown away. I was shocked when he did it. It was from the left wing. It was very nice. Uh that's the only real thing that I remember from him tonight. I can't I can't really think of anything else. And that's not really good. Like you want Jermichael Green to be making impact plays. He was a minus 13 in 15 minutes tonight. That's not great. I mean, Bones was better. Even Cousins was better. Rivers was better. Jermichael's got to be better. So we'll see if he actually can be. 
And then Bryn Forbes. Bryn hit a three, and like with Bones, Bryn might just be a guy that Denver needs to play more. The other guys on the Warriors bench are, you've got Gary Payton, you've got Otto Porter, Andre Guadala, Nemanja Bialica. One of the guards is going to rotate in with the second unit from the starters. Like you've got Poole, you've got Thompson. Curry came off the bench, of course, too. But the Warriors are going to play 10 guys, most likely. And there will be opportunities to hide Bryn Forbes so that he doesn't need to be out there. Like he could be against Iguodala, and that would be perfectly reasonable. We'll see if Denver actually gets to that space. Because you're going to want to hide Bones somewhere too. And I think they're probably hiding him on Gary Payton. That's probably the right way to do it. But I think you'll probably need Bryn Forbes out there. He's got to hit some shots. He's got to take some threes. He's got to get open. The only way to kind of match what the Warriors are doing is to hit those outside shots. Obviously playing their game is not something you want to do. But you've got to be able to hit some threes. Even if it's just little pockets, like find some opportunities to hit some shots. I don't know where Denver goes with their bench. It wouldn't surprise me if Cousins was benched at some point and they decided to go with Jeff Green. They decided to go with Jermichael Green next to him. And then you play a small ball lineup that is a little bit more versatile, a little bit more switch happy. And that might be better. Like you've got to switch against this Warriors team, and you've got to be able to guard, you've got to be able to keep people in front of you. If you can't switch competently, then you're going to be dead. So, Denver's got to figure out whether they can do that, and my guess is that that happens sooner rather than later, which means that Cousins may not play next game. That's uh, Just keep, that, keep an eye on that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss uh, just some of the, the initial thoughts of this series. And if there is more to this series than what just happened, we'll be right back. All right, final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, wanted to use this segment as an opportunity to just talk about whether the Nuggets can be better than this, whether this is just what the series is going to be, or if this is something where Denver has an opportunity to surprise people and bounce back and potentially just play better and close the gap. Denver lost this game by about 16 points. If the Warriors went full throttle in this game, I think that they would probably have won it by about 25, maybe 30. Uh, Denver was not in a good spot. They were not a good basketball team tonight. And there are some things that you've got to point to. Like, there are some things that you got to look at. Jokic was not at his best tonight defensively. And that really affected everything, I thought. Uh, Barton, Morris, Gordon, they didn't help matters, that's for sure. Like, that's, that's the thing about defense is it really is a team sport. And if everybody doesn't do their job, 
then I think in this case, Jokic is the guy that's going to look like the fall guy. He's going to look like the guy who can't do a damn because he's got to be the guy that is the free rover from under the basket to out to the corners, to the wings, to the top of the key, to the back to the basket. Like he's got to be moving so much and everybody else has to be moving so much. Like this is a series where Denver, they looked really tired. <laughs> like they looked really tired as a team during this game. And it looked like they knew what they were doing, had been there before, and the Nuggets just didn't really have a great answer for that pace of play, even if it was like a half-court pace of play, because the actual pace of the game was about a 96, not necessarily the fastest. Denver, they looked like they were running wind sprints for the entire first half, and then into the third quarter, things just kind of broke. My question is, can Denver be better than this? The Warriors won this game by 16. Jokic missed all four of his threes. Can he make some of those? Sure. Could he go two of four? Okay, that's six points. Six points right there if he hits those. Or if he hits a couple bunnies or something like that. Let's say he makes up another five points by being a little bit better next time around. Okay, so Denver's still down 11. Aaron Gordon. Say he hits a three. Or let's say he prevents a three from Steph or Clay. Okay, it's another three points. Denver's down eight. Say uh, DeMarcus Cousins doesn't get ejected from next game. Doesn't get teed, doesn't get ejected. Okay, that's another two points. Denver's losing by six. Can they make up those other six points by... Monte Morris being better, or Will Barton being better defensively, or Bones Highland having a game, or something like that. I think it's possible. I think it's definitely possible for sure. Like, But the fact is that you've got to have all of those things go better. You've got to have a lot of different players play better than they did tonight. There just weren't enough guys that were like fully ready to go. And, and frankly, it looked like the entire team wasn't ready to go at times, where they were a step behind on every single possession, and the advantage just kept building up and building up until Denver gave up a wide-open three or a layup. And that's sort of how the Warriors roll. And if you're Denver, if you have reinforcements, if you have more options, then maybe this is different. Maybe this is something where you can play all out because you're only playing 20 to 25 playoff minutes as opposed to 30 to 35. Aaron Gordon has to be more of an impact player. He was just so bad tonight. And you sort of baited into exactly what the Warriors would want him to do was they were having him take off the dribble twos, having him take off the dribble threes, zero assists, minus 11. In his 26 minutes, it just wasn't a good performance. The Nuggets need him to be a guy that they can count on for 36 minutes, let alone 26. Austin Rivers has to play better. We know that. He was bad tonight, but he has the capacity to be good. He's shown it this year. Bones Highland has shown the capacity that he can go off, but with so much that's being paid attention to him, 
it's hard for me to see him breaking out. It's hard for me to see him getting to that place where he can be that difference maker. Because if you just look at what the Warriors are doing on defense while he's out there, they were sometimes hedging against him and leaving Boogie wide open. And Boogie wasn't able to make the Warriors pay. Barton's not going to be much better defensively. Neither is Monte Morris. That's just kind of who those guys are at this point. Can Jokic be better? I don't know. He's shown the capacity to do other things. But this might be a bridge too far. This is just one of those things where he's going to look bad for a lot of different reasons. But the biggest one of them all is the energy factor. It's where he doesn't have enough gas by being the points, rebounds, and assists guy on Denver's offensive side while also being the the defensive anchor. Very few players in the NBA can do that. Actually, really none of them can. LeBron was a guy who could do it. I think you could probably say Giannis can do it. But other than that, who's really doing that now? It's just not a lot of people. Denver's got to find a way to make things easier for Yoke. And if they do make it easier then maybe that adds some margin advantage too. But I just don't know. I just, it's it's grasping at straws at times. Because let's be honest, Steph Curry only had 16 points tonight in 22 minutes. What happens if he plays 25 or 30 or 35? He could go off for 30 to 40 points. And nobody would be the wiser. Like, obviously, that would take away from some shots for Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole or somebody like that. But it certainly felt like the Warriors had a lot of options out there. And they could go to just about anybody. And that's kind of the beauty of their offense, that they're able to share it. They're able to do a whole bunch of different things with their group. I don't think they're ever going to get tired. I don't think that they're going to deal with the same thing that the Nuggets are which is just a lack of personnel. And what I will say is that airdropping Jamal Murray and or Michael Porter Jr. into the series, if, if they were fully healthy and if they were impactful, how different do they make this series? Like the shooting for Denver would be better, but you're probably defending at about the same level. Overall, I'm not sure how much of an actual difference it makes. That's how good this Warriors team is. Like, they just have the perfect formula to counter Nikola Jokic. Draymond Green is such a weapon on the defensive end, and the three perimeter stars that they have, and they are stars at this point, makes it hell to try to guard in space. Like, it's an unfair matchup, don't get me wrong. And Denver, had they been facing Memphis, maybe? Might be even better. Have they been facing Utah? Might look better. Dallas? You'll definitely look better with Spencer Dinwiddie as the only guy that's going at you. Like Denver got caught with a really bad matchup here. And the Warriors were always going to be a team that's very dangerous. It's very tough. And it now just sort of looks like that Denver might be in for a rough time. They weren't ready for this game. That much is pretty certain to me. And it's too bad that they weren't ready. You've got to be better in game two. 
You've got to move on. You've got to turn the page. Understand that the execution has to be much better. You've got to stay attached. You've got to shoot better. You've got to play harder. You've got to fight on the glass. And you've got to make the hustle plays. Because the Nuggets, they have to be the hustlers. The Warriors are going to shoot the ball. They're going to shoot like crazy. And it's going to be hard to stop them, even if you've got a contest in their face. Like they've just got these elite guys that can do whatever they want to. So you've got to be the hustling team. You've got to be the the physical team. You've got to be the team that takes it to them on the other end. We'll see if they can actually do that. We'll see. That is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I know that this is a tough episode to kind of go into. So if you're here, you're a real one. Really appreciate all the love and support. As always, I will be back tomorrow with a an adjustments for game two kind of post. And we're just going to have to see where this goes because this could go quick. And you don't want it to go quick. You want to see if Denver can draw this out. But the only way that they're going to draw it out, in my opinion is if they take game two, is if they find a way to win it. Because then all bets are off in game three, where you bring it back to Denver. We'll see if they can go there. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.